So there was one thing, last piece of weird news. I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. Back in 2017, Gatorade was banned and fined $300,000 for bad-mouthing water in a video game. Toy Story? Gatorade. Toy Story? Happy 2021, and welcome to another episode of Easy Words Podcast. My name is Paul DeArmond. Um, Aaron, unfortunately, cannot join me. Just we had some uh, scheduling conflicts, as well as my phone was being stupid with text messaging. So I never got his responses to my messages, and I thought he wasn't responding. Good old technology and all the confusion that starts. So I'm recording this on 1-5-2021. It is weird to say 2021 and not 2020. And people are like, yay, new year, do everything. And I just look at it as we're continuing down the same path with everything else. Uh, we're still having the civil unrest going on, especially now that the cop in Kenosha County that uh, shot Jacob Blake is not being charged. So we're seeing how that's going to play out over the next couple of days uh, tomorrow or the day this is released, I should say. So uh, today, 1-6-2021. Uh, we have the Electoral College official counting, so there may be some protest and unrest in D.C. over that with all that political drama going on. We still have various countries accused of spying. Recently, we, we learned that um, various intelligence agencies have accused Russia of hacking U.S. government for intelligence reasons, uh, not necessarily to like delay anything, but just to gather intelligence long term. So you still have all that drama going on of Russia influence and Russia coercion and everything going on. You have recently the Democrats calling for Trump to be impeached yet again, even though he's more than likely just about to go out of office. I, I don't think any of his long-term plays that he has geared up for 1-6 are going to turn out anything in his favor. So yeah, it seems like a crazy start to the new year already. We're already looking at it. And then on top of that, you look at this new variant of coronavirus coming out in Europe and South Africa, and they're already saying this new variant in South Africa is not going to be covered by the vaccine. So you got that going on. Then you have these new things going on of companies saying, well, we may require vaccination records before we allow you to do things such as go to concerts or flying an airplane, and you're going to have that conflict going on where people go, I don't want to get this vaccine, I don't trust it, for whatever reason, be it uh, the composition of the vaccine, the rush way in the, which it was sent through the trials, or maybe they're just anti-vaxxer, period. And you're going to have that conflict between them and these companies and the government and that. You have places such as New York looking about passing a law which says that the government can declare someone unsafe, essentially, and force them into an institution if they get, um, if the governor says so. Now they're they're backing back and backing down, saying, "Well, we have to go get a judge's order within three days of locking you up." But that seems a little backwards, where they lock you up first and then they get a judge instead of judge then lock up. So you have all this. And we're only five days into 2021. And it seems like the craziness just won't stop. And then I sit back and I laugh a little. Because first off, fretting about every little thing going on in the world, 
you are going to go insane. If you try to internalize all the issues, political, interpersonal, viral, social, it's just too much for an average person to handle. On top of that, the more forced isolation due to the virus, either due to, you know, you can't go see loved ones in the hospital or you can't see loved ones in a nursing home, or if someone gets the virus, they decide to isolate themselves away from the rest of the family to keep the others from getting sick. In that case, I'm all for that. You know, it's like, hey, look, I potentially have the virus. Um, I, I'm not going to get the rest of my family sick, so I'm going to isolate myself. Cool. But you have all these isolation going on. You have all this crazy going on. And you're like, this is only the start of 2021. How could this get any worse? I instead would challenge you to look at it this way. What could I do to make it better? There's a lot of things which are external of our control, which we cannot control. As much as we like to say we can control the politics and the policies of the government, we can't control that. We have a say in it. Yes, we can call our representatives and say, hey, I'd like this or I don't like this. Please vote this way. We can't control how this virus is spreading. We can do, you know, various precautionary things. We don't like we don't have any way to control the social unrest. People are going to feel like how they feel regardless of what we say. So in the midst of this chaos, how do we ground ourselves? How do we take that time to step back, refocus ourselves and realize there are things that we still can control? So let's talk about that a little bit here. Now, like I said, there are things that are outside of our control. Those are, you know, outside of our ability to directly influence. And a lot of people get... Um, I would say frustrated, but also it could cause them panic attacks thinking about all that stuff going on. And as much as I'd like to say that there's an easy solution to that, there isn't other than the fact that you have to kind of realize this is outside of my control at this point. I can either live in fear over what's happening or I can accept that it's happening and I have to live and push through it. Unfortunately, there's no other thing you can do with external factors. External factors are external. However, internal factors. There are things you can do to help you get through it. Now, some of this I learned while going through my inpatient um, therapy sessions after my depression a few years ago. So there are some things you can do which can help. That first is you have to realize things are the way they are. There's no change in them. In other words, the political strife and all that is going to continue to happen no matter what. Those things are external of us and we have no control over them. As much as we would like to have control over them, as much as we would like to say we can just ignore them and everything, we can't necessarily do that and they're going to continue on. We can pay attention to what's going on, but we don't have to let them impact how we are feeling. Now, that you're like, well, that's all easy and good and whatever. And I'll admit, it is easier said than done to not allow external factors to impact how we feel. But that first step is realizing it is what it is. I can't change those external factors. I can't change the civil unrest. I can't change the viral outcomes. I can't change those things which are external and global compared to me. And that's okay. 
because realizing what I can and can't change, it's going to allow me to then be able to focus more on those things I can manage without feeling guilty and stress about those things I can't manage. So it is what it is. The second thing then is to build into your routine, your life, things that help you stay focused and grounded. So what do I mean by that? Well, with our busy lives and even with COVID and the pandemic going on, people still have busy lives. I have a very full schedule every day still between work and my dog and everything else. So it's not like I'm just sitting around doing nothing. But in our busy lives, we need to take time to kind of reflect daily on what we're doing and why we're doing it. I can just go through the motion every day. Go to get up, get dressed, go to work, you know, take care of my dog and have a, you know, every day be full. But if I add some time in and realize I'm doing these things at my job to help um, my coworkers be able to do their best at their work, I have a a purpose now on why I'm doing what I'm doing with each, each action at work. And that helps me keep grounded. It helps me keep focused on what my tasks are, what my goals are, because at the end of, and with my work, we do everything in quarters. So at the end of the quarter, I can look back and say, look, from quarter in quarter one, I help my team be productive in these ways. It gives me a purpose of which to get up every morning instead of ho-hum, I'm going to work. Now you're like, well, that's nice. And all you know, you're, you, you do automation and programming for a living. Let's take Aaron, for example. He does Velcro. He's a Velpert, not Velcro speed wrap. Sorry. And he, he could use, look easily look at his, he gets up every day and he just does speed wrap. That's it. Or he can look at it to help him stay grounded and realistic on things. He gets up on Monday and he's creating the logo for this company, which will help them be successful. Instead of looking at the big thing of, I'm just doing velpering, I'm helping this company. I'm helping my coworker. That gives you a reason and a purpose and keeps you grounded in the here and now. And that's the other thing. Stay in the here and now. It's easy. It's very easy. And and I used to do this all the time to live in the past or live in the future of what Maybe you may love, you know, especially if you think about politics and that you may think about the future of what would have happened if so-and-so got elected instead of so-and-so, or I wish we were at a time when so-and-so was still in office instead of so-and-so. What we're doing is instead of living in the present, we're (laughs) literally living in the past or future in a time frame, which does not, or will not exist ever. And we do that to escape our current responsibilities, our current obligations, our current, (laughs) our current troubles. Instead of looking at and analyzing maybe the political strife going on around us, we look and go, oh, I wish, you know, so-and-so was was president still because he was so elegant and da-da-da-da-da. We need to stay in the here and now and realize we're not in 2018. We're not in 2024. We're in 2021. We're in January 2021. The here and now. This is what's going on. 
Now, I'm not saying don't go read a fantasy book or watch a movie, you know, and escape for a little bit. We all need those escape valves, release valves to do things. Not saying don't do that. But the everyday living, you got to keep your mind grounded in reality of where we currently are and what is currently going on in order to be able to be effective and able to be present. Because living in the past or living in the future, it is very easy to get trapped in either one of those. And when you get trapped in either one of those, you don't want to come back to reality. Because reality means you got to deal with the problems of today instead of dwelling on what has happened or what may happen. So as 2021 starts around, live, live for today. Live in the present. Live in what is currently happening, not what has happened or what may happen. Because what may happen will more than likely never come to be. And what has happened has already gone by. And it, yes, it impacts where we're at now, but it's not going to impact where we're going. That's what today is. It's so easy as we start off 2021 to look at everything and just be discouraged. And I'll admit, there are times when I look at what's going on, I'm just like, I can't believe we are where we are at this time. But at the same time, I have to look at it and go, you know, as a Christian, I knew this was going to come. Now I just need to live each day. Now I need to attack and tackle each day as though it was the last. And you know what? We're kind of instructed like that because we're told in the Bible, we never know when God's going to come back, when Jesus is going to come back. He could come like a thief in the night. You know, there was that old movie that people kind of pan. And I've actually, I'll admit, I have never seen it personally. Um, just because I always hear bad bad reviews of it, uh, but it was one of those first attempted Christian movies, Thief in the Night. Um, I know some people have seen it, but the concept is, you know, the second return of Christ is going to come at some point. We don't know when. So for a Christian, living every day like, hey, this might be the last day. This might be the last time I interact with so-and-so. This might be the last time I give my testimony witness to this group of people. That's, I would like to say that should always be on our mind, but it's not. Oftentimes, we're too concerned about, hey, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win this? And I am just as guilty as everyone else in that department. So I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not putting anyone on the spotlight for it because I am just as guilty of it. Again, I'm not saying don't have those times of relaxation. Don't take those times where you can socialize and be with friends for granted. Don't take those times where you can go maybe to a sports game or watch a game on TV with buddies for granted. Do those things still. Being a Christian does not mean you deprive yourself of all joy. Yes, I know people in the past used to believe that, that you had to be the most solemn thing in the world. And boy, those people were sad people on many levels. There is joy to be had in life. There is happiness in the suffering. And that seems so contradicting happiness and joy and suffering how dare i say that and yet i can speak from experience on that and i can tell you it's true and it's not always you know in the middle of something going yay i am so happy that this is happening to me no it doesn't always happen that way but sometimes you get those little glimpses of light little glimpses of wow god's been taking care of me even in the midst of those problem times even in the midst of that suffering and that trial you go, all right, this is good. I, 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 
I can find some peace and comfort in that regard. And as Christians, we should look for those good, those good oases in the desert of pain and sorrow. God's putting them there for us. We just got to look for them. And I'll say this, as we start off 2021, Christian or not, we need to look for those oases of good in the midst of this chaos. Because they're there. We just need to look for them. And those can come as time with family, time with loved ones, friends, pets. You know, last fall, my dog, um, (laughs) wow, 12 and a half years. A dog of 12 and a half years, Porthos, passed away. I held him as they injected him. Um, and I'll admit that was a very painful, painful, painful day. And then I went and adopted a new dog, Xena. Formerly her name was Queen. Everyone kind of wanted me to keep her name as Queen so he could go, yes, Queen. Or however people that age do that phrase. <laughs> and you know, in the midst of that pain and that suffering, after losing my dog, Porthos, I knew I wanted another dog, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. I could love another dog. And then oasis of companionship, of joy, of belonging came when I got Xena. And it took time. It wasn't instantaneous. So we need to look for that as we go on. We need to look for those ways in which we can connect with others, on which we can connect with loved ones. Because I'll be honest here, this pandemic has gone on long enough. We need to find ways to get inventive, to be able to interact with those we love and find those oases, oasi, find those things of joy and happiness in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this new year already starting off on what some may see as the wrong foot or 2020 part two, as I've heard it. Take that time to ground yourself and use those experiences that you find that bring you that momentary joy as your grounding focal point. Don't worry about living in the past or the future. Live in the present, even though at times it may suck. Use your family, your friends, your dog, your faith, your job, those walks in the snow, those snowball fights, your children, the days in the sunlight, those comedies, those movies, Use all those things as your oasis, your oasis of joy and grounding. 2021 is just getting started, and we're going to have a heck of a year, if I'm being honest. Hopefully, once we get past this first month, things calm down a little bit. But if they continue on with the 2020 trend, I could see things just speeding up exponentially, and people will be longing for the time of 2020 again and going, I I wish we were back in that time when it was just that crazy instead of the craziness that we have nowadays. So as the year continues to go on, you're going to need to find new ways on which to ground yourself. So start practicing that now. These are things that we probably should have started practicing back in 2020. But honestly, I don't think anyone thought this virus would be around this long. And yet it seems like it's here to stay. seems like we will never get rid of it. And maybe we won't. Maybe we will. Who knows? We'll have to see how it mutates and goes further along and everything else happens. But the virus doesn't control our joy. The virus doesn't control how we react to things. The virus doesn't control our grounding. It doesn't control us in that regard. 
Yes, it can control some of our circumstances on how we gather. Yes, it can control some of our circumstances on, you know, how we do our jobs and how family get-togethers happen. But it's up to us if we let that this virus, these circumstances, these political unrest, this civil unrest, it's up to us if we let that be the deciding factor on whether we have joy or not. So 2021, ground yourself and decide to have joy.